There it goes, deep into center field. Way, way back goes Matty Alou, and that ball is in astro orbit. And the little dynamo, the toy cannon, now has 76 runs batted into the year. What a shot. Hey, this is Vic from Toy Cannon Cannon, just introducing you to the last five, or I guess technically six rounds of our wine cellar fantasy draft for Major League Baseball. Murphy, Jacob, and I, we all need DHs, Uh, we could all use some bench pieces, we're all going to take a manager, uh, some pitching, I've even got a couple actual lineup spots that still need to be filled, and I know exactly who that's going to be, so let's get right into it with Jacob's pick to start off round 16th. I already foreshadowed this, but I am going to now make sure that I don't get screwed at DH by Vic. Um, although I would have preferred Edgar, I thought Griffey was better than any other outfield option. The other outfield option I was considering was a Larry Walker season, but Larry Walker has cores, and I, just, I feel like Griffey is just better than Larry Walker. You know, Griffey's best season is better than Larry Walker's best season, and so... No, if you ask Foolish, I think Walker had the better 97. Yeah, I mean, Walker... I, I, the, the, the thing is, you really could make the case that Walker had the better 97. Um, but I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I couldn't bring myself to let Ken Griffey Jr. fall like this. And yeah. so I, I'm going to go with another great DH option, although I slightly preferred Edgar. I'm going to take 91 Frank Thomas. Uh, this is basically Frank Thomas's rookie year, although it's not because he played 60 games in 1990. Uh, this is not his best season by far, but it is the season, his best season that he primarily played DH. Um, he had his best seasons when he won MVPs and stuff. He was playing first base. Uh, so because of the DH restriction, I will take 91 Frank Thomas, which is his best DH year. Get great discipline out of Frank Thomas. I get an OPS over a thousand. I get an over 300 average. I mean, there's, there's a lot to like, and there's not a lot to dislike about this Frank Thomas season. He's just, he's the man can hit and he's, he's going to hit for me. Uh, and I don't even know how he's going to be in my lineup, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, even that high. And having Frank Thomas in any spot in your lineup is is a great place to be. The big hurt, and if we're playing backyard baseball, he might be able to make a nice relief appearance um, to you know pull out a game or two if if I need it to happen. So then that goes to me. Yeah, sure. The yeah, my last pick. Um, is go or the last pick of my bench is going to be 2018 Mookie Betts. Great pick. Yeah, he is, with the exception of Stan the Man, um, he is the he has the highest war for a single season of someone that hasn't been taken yet. Yep. Um, with 10.6 in 2018. He's a guy who can come in and pretty much play anywhere in the outfield for me. He can come in as a pinch runner even if he needs to. I mean, he can hit. He can hit for power. He's a five-tool guy. I can stick him anywhere. Great clubhouse guy. And I'm getting back to winners. This is a guy that unfortunately uh, got a ring this year. Quite fortunate, actually. Yeah, so... There you go. That's my last bench guy, 18 Mookie. Good pick. Great pick. And I 
sad for Stan the man, but he might be the best available player not selected. Yeah, and um, I, I don't mean to spoil it, but he's probably not going to get picked by me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening really. But that's because you know. Yeah, we, we know, we know, we know, we we understand. Yeah. Shut up, Mister. All right. You took the second baseman in a pinch, Mookie Betts. I think it's my turn to make two picks. Yep. All right. So first, I'm going to bolster my pen a little bit while also completing um, the era for me. I'm going to take 1987 Tom Henke. Another reliever that got MVP votes for me, had 34 saves, which led the league, played for the Blue Jays, a team that, as Jacob alluded to earlier, doesn't have a ton of talent i really like that clemens pick more and more just because there's not a huge amount of guys on the blue jays who did you pick again this is a weird pick murphy you've done it again you've definitely taken someone who should not have been picked who did you take again tom henke he had a very good season that year he had a good season he had a great season he's not even the best reliever from the like he's not even close to the best reliever from the 80s yeah but again i kind of had he already he already took his tiger though. I mean, Willie Hernandez. Yeah, I already took my tiger as well. You could have had eighty-five Goose Gossage, but it's fine. Tom Hankey. He has another reliever spot. You don't have to. He's not going to take Goose Gossage now. We took Tom Hankey already. <laughs> I mean, you can't take you can't take Goose Gossage either, Vic, because I can't take Goose Gossage. What? Wow. But I, there are others. There's, there's another guy from the 80s that I would have taken that he still can take. I don't know if I should say his name. Don't say his name. It's fine. I mean, it's just mind-blowing that that was the pick. There are so, like, the 80s was like the era of relievers. And, and that he went with Tom A lot of the guys that were in that time period were guys that have already been, like, either picked by okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. Well, oh, he did have a great season, like you're saying. Talk about his season. Yeah, I mean, he had, a, he had like a 2.49 ERA, which for a reliever isn't amazing, but during that time period, it kind of is. He was also higher than his fifth. Yeah, 34, yeah. which again, led the league. He pitched 94 innings, which isn't really that common. 130 strikeouts almost, which again, both numbers are not really that common for relievers in this day and age. Uh, 12 and a half Ks per nine. Good. And like he got MVP votes. That's very rare for relievers. They just don't get MVP votes anymore. It's not rare for relievers in the eighties, but, 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 but yes, I mean, it's a good season. I just am not clear that I would be like, this is the greatest relief pitcher season. But yes, I mean, it's not, but what am I going to do? Take Mariano Rivera. I get it. I get it. There are other 80s for teams that you didn't have. Okay, never mind. But who, who's your next pick? Um, the other pick is going to be a batter. And while I can't, while I really can't bring myself to take Trevor Story, I will have to take another Rocky. And I think it would be foolish to not take Larry Walker's 1997. Yeah, it's a great season. I almost took it over the Griffey season. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Walker's 97 is awesome. Another five-tool guy. I think another guy that'll be cool with a reduced role. No qualms with that pick. Yep. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I would have liked to have Walker on my team, but I couldn't make it happen. So I've got a big think ahead of me. 
But so I'm really stuck when it comes to the 20s. And a guy that I could take is Wilsey Moore. Wilsey Moore was a relief pitcher for the 27 Yankees who, in a team full of pitchers that don't get enough credit because of Murderers Row, was an insane and ahead-of-his-time player. Um, and a guy who, when I first heard of, thought his name was Will Seymour. <laughs> Will Seymour. Um, so I could take his 1927 season. But I'm going to go ahead and wait on my pick. In, in you that could, if you take Will Seymour, you're also losing the Yankees. That's what I'm saying. That's why I can't pick him. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I really wanted to pick him, but I forgot. But like, He's a Yankee, so I can't. So I'm going to go ahead and take a, a nice non-conflict pick here and finally pick up my first baseman. I did not think you were going to go in this direction to first base, but you did the bets pick. You kind of put yourself in a weird spot. I didn't really. Um, I, thought, I thought it was 09 Albert for sure. Yeah, that's who I was thinking. Especially how, does, we, how does that put me in a weird position? you got to take a 20s guy. And you can't put your 20s guy in left field. I don't know what you do here. You're in a weird spot. I'm in a very weird spot. I agree. Who's your first baseman pick? Can we just help talk you through it? Because none of us have conflicting picks anymore, really. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so there are a couple guys from the 20s that I'm looking at. Because obviously the presumptive pick is, is Albert. And what I'm thinking is just try and get someone from the 20s. You could also... Take Albert. I mean, to be fair, you do have an MVP season first baseman Cardinal Jim Bottomley, which is interesting. Hall of Famer. I mean, whatever. You could just take a terrible third reliever. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking I might do. Let me try to help. Let me see what I can find. Tough out. to lose out on Albert. I don't want to go with Bottomley. But, you know, I'm just thinking through and – We'll see more would have been such an awesome pick to satisfy the 20s. And I should have picked someone on the. But I, this draft can't go without Mantle being selected. I'm going to kill some. Of course, of course, of course, of course. I'm glad I found this guy and I still have an athletic, thankfully. And so this was a guy that was kind of a starter reliever. Connie Mack liked to use those kinds of guys. He utilized. Lefty Grove like that at times. Um, he had some, you know, he had some great bullpens that he was, he was just great at managing a pitching staff in general. So I'm going to take a guy. This guy has a few seasons where he's got more games. Most of the seasons are, you know, more games started than games finished. Um, so I'm going to take his rookie season. I'm going to take, a 22-year-old Eddie Rommel, 1920, Philadelphia Athletics, 142 ERA plus off of a 284 ERA, um, but a 3.44 FIP, so not amazing. Pitched 174 innings. He started 12 games. He finished 17 games. He pitched 34 games in total. So I'm going to call him a reliever, and you know he's decent. I mean, only 43 strikeouts and 174 innings of work. He's just a 22-year-old guy, and he still put up five and a half wins. So, um, 
Hopefully you guys will give me a pass on some bad uh, era budgeting. I mean, I like my, my, my bullpen other than that. So I'm going to go with Eddie Rommel as my athletic. No, I think, I think he's, yeah, I think he should count as a reliever for sure. Um, I mean, the only question is, I mean, I think that's probably his best season, but you could make a case for 1929. He put up very similar numbers across the board. He was used more as a reliever than a starter that year, which is why his war is a little bit lower, but he added a World Series uh, win to that. Oh, 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 shit. I didn't even see that. Um... But I think the seasons are basically identical. I mean, literally, they are identical in terms of almost every statistic. Yeah, and, he's, and his FIP is better in 1920, so he was... Yeah, well, FIP is just tough for pitchers in that era. No one's going to have a good FIP because nobody struck anybody out. Yeah, but I mean, his fifth is a run and a half better. Yeah, no, I agree. I think his rookie year is probably better. Um, but like, you're at the World Series, 29 is, is somewhat compelling, but I think you're right. No, you're right. He does go to the series in 29. Uh, I didn't even look that far sort of down his list because I figured he just became more of a, a starter or he wasn't pitching too hot. And I think it was the four. Actually, I think I did look that far down in the 479 ERA was a thing. But or the four seven nine fifth was a thing for me, but yeah, that's a that's definitely a comparable season. And he had some good years. He got MVPs. He finished second in MVP voting two years later when he was more of a starter. Um, but yeah, so my I think the rest of my bullpen is pretty strong in Hoffman and Wetland. So I'm okay taking the L and getting my 1920s guy out of the way in Eddie Rommel. I really. Oh my God, I was going to like blow you guys away with my Wilson Moore pick because he had such an insane 1927, like a 6.6 win season. I was going to be like, you want Hank, you want Tom Hankey? Try Wilson Moore with twice as much war. But it was not meant to be. Um, Hopefully there's a better Yankee available. I don't know if I'll find one. Yeah, it's going to be tough to do better than Wilson Moore. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm probably going to finish my bullpen with these two picks because, as I said before, I can wait on a starter, and my bench is just kind of what it's going to be. Uh, I will be taking 2016 Zach Britton uh, to be my lefty. I wanted to get at least one lefty in my bullpen. I think it's the best lefty reliever season left. Crazy season, fourth in Cy Young voting. I mean, it's the closest a reliever will probably ever come to winning a Cy Young again, and you can make a real case that he had a you know, real shot at it. I know his war is lower because he's a reliever, obviously, but he was just so dominant. ERA of like 0.6. It's just crazy. Um, and I will be drafting a manager who is not going to leave him in the bullpen uh, in, in a tie game in the wild card game. So he will be able to get the final outs for me. Although I think, you know, Raleigh Fingles will be getting the final outs. Now I've got a guy who I feel confident can get Garrick out. You know, not a lot of lefties across your teams, but. But, you know, if I need a guy to get Garrick out or, you know, if I need a guy to get Bryce Harper out, now I got Zach Britton to kind of be my lefty reliever, um, make that happen. Um, and then the next, I, well, do you guys have thoughts on 16 Britton? Uh, I mean, I, a guy I really wanted but took off the board with my very first pick when I took Cal. What an insane year. And that might be the best season like the relievers ever put up. Obviously, you didn't get the hardware, but that's because the 80s were weird. 
Ah, but like, Jesus. Um, take us through the numbers again, just. Yeah, let me, let me get them up for you. And once we hear the numbers, let's put ourselves into a winner-take-all game. You know, we've got this guy resting on bullpen. Yeah, and, and, and you know, again, I, all these guys have gotten buried in the Yankees' bullpen. We just forget how good they are. But um, that's just because he's not – he's pitching the sixth inning for the Yankees, which is, like, crazy, but it's just how their bullpen is. Um, in 2016, he had a .54 ERA. He pitched 67 innings. He gave up just four runs in 67 innings. He, his, uh, his FIP was a little bit higher, 1.94. His whip was 0.836. I mean, the run prevention is the real mastery here. The fact that he allowed 0.1 home runs per nine innings, he allowed one home run all season, one home run in 67 innings. He didn't strike out as many guys as maybe some of the other guys. He doesn't have like the 15K per nine. This is only 9.9, but it's a ridiculous season. Uh, from a war perspective, it's 4.1 war, which for a reliever who's only pitching one inning in a game, I mean, he averaged one inning. He wasn't like a, you know, fireman type guy. The fact that a reliever can put four war pitching basically one inning a game, you have to do something like that. And that's what he did. Yeah, this fantastic pick. What's, who's your swing? So now I've got a question, which is, will I ever forgive myself if I don't take Sandy Koufax? Because the next best reliever, I think, is Eric Gagne, um, who is a Dodger. And I can take Gagne and then take, like, Maddox, or I can take a different reliever and I can take Sandy Koufax. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. You guys can't really compete for these guys, so. Yeah, um, as someone who's got his entire pitching staff decided – you know, man, Koufax is the man. You've got two lefties, uh, and it, it depends on how big of a drop-off you think there is from Gagne to, like, I don't know, Hernandez, or to, like, Willie Hernandez. Or like well, I can't take a Willie Hernandez. Well, I guess I could take a, I could take a Phillies season. So I think, I think considering teams, there's probably a pretty big drop in terms of other starters you have on the table, you can't take Scherzer, you can take DeGrom, you can't take, you cannot take. Uh, well, it would probably be, it would be Maddox or DeGrom. It's, it's Koufax, Maddox, or DeGrom. Maddox, right. You know, or even Seaver. I could take Seaver from the Mets. I mean, there are so many good starting seasons left. You didn't take an Astro yet, did you? No, I haven't. You could take, you have taken an Astro? I have not taken an Astro. You could take 2019 Cole. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of starting pitcher options, but also I feel like Sandy Koufax is the best of those options. Also, I would like to have a Jew on the team. <laughs> um, I feel like leaving Sandy Koufax off is kind of disingenuous. I'd like to have Sandy around, like just as a point of personal preference. Um, I do. I will. I will say on the record. I think the smart way to do this is to take Gagne and then to take a different starter. But because I want to have Sandy Koufax, just because I like Sandy Koufax and I want to have him on my team, I think I am going to take a different relief pitching season, even if it is not the quote-unquote smart play. Yeah, it's hard to do better than a perfect season, um, and a World Series championship and a Philly. 
I'm taking 08 Brad Lidge and his wipeout slider to be the, uh, to be the back end of my bullpen um, or to, to finish off the back end of my bullpen. I feel like he's the guy I can go to if I need a strikeout. I'd like to have had Gagne, but I don't think Gagne is like that much better where like I need to have him. Um, I think Brad Lidge can, can do the job. I think you kind of need like a fuck you guy in your bullpen. Like, Gagne is also a fuck you guy, but Gagne is also a fuck you guy, obviously. But like you know, Lidge also definitely, uh, uh, definitely satisfies that. I think I think more so than Fingers of Britain, but I might be wrong about that. Like I, I think like Wetland's definitely like a fuck you kind of guy. I think Billy Wagner is definitely like a fuck you guy. Um, I think I think that's kind of important. Yeah, I think Brad Lidge can do that. I'm a big fan of the Brad Lidge pick, especially because I was going to be kind of sad if this, I went this whole thing and didn't get a Philly on my team. Uh, I think Brad Lidge probably has the best Phillies relief season ever in 08. Perfect season. He's not going to blow a save for me then. He's not going to blow a save for me now. So let's go, Brad. So it gets to me, and I am going to keep my first baseman and left field. Now that I've satisfied all my errors, right? Oh, it's 10, 20. 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, yeah, 90, 2,020, awesome. I'm going to keep, since I've got my, you know, my pick of the, since I've got. Oh, I, you know, I made a mistake. Damn it. What? I should have taken Lidge. It's fine. Shouldn't have? I shouldn't have. I, Lidge is a good pick. But it's not the best. Um, we'll see if Murphy takes your – is Murphy able to take your – you I wish I could go back because I just ran this search. Damn it. I think Murphy can take my guy, actually. Okay, so once he picks his guy, you can tell us who it was. Yeah, I might make a free agent waiver wire ad. <laughs> um, so Murphy for his DH has to go like an interesting route. Um, he can't take Edgar or Ortiz. Jacob's already taken – uh, Frank Thomas, so he is already set on his DH. For me, it's between Edgar and Poppy. Personally, I mean, <laughs> I kind of want Murphy to uh, – I, I kind of like Murphy when he's as pissed as possible. So I want to make sure that David Ortiz does not get selected in our all-time greats draft. Um, but at the same time, you'd be kind of shooting yourself in the foot to do so. You think I'm shooting myself in the foot? With Edgar Martinez? <laughs> I mean, no, but at the same time, I would argue David Ortiz doesn't have some better seasons to pick. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, here's the thing. I think, I think of the two of them, Edgar has the best season when we're talking about uh, 1995. So I'm going to take 95, Edgar. I don't think I'm shooting myself in the foot here. I mean, that's a higher um, OPS plus than than Ortiz has ever achieved. That's a higher level B war than Ortiz has ever achieved. Um, and obviously, David Ortiz has got oodles and boodles of playoff heroics. However, I mean, so does Edgar in 1995. Yeah. Like he gets the most, he gets the most important hit of his, in his franchise's history. Nonetheless, I'm going to take 95 Edgar, and I really think you're splitting hairs when it comes to 
Poppier, Edgar. And I'm excited to see where Murphy goes for his DH. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased when I say I prefer Poppy over Edgar, me being the Red Sox fan. But yeah, you're basically splitting hairs there. You can't go wrong with either of them. You're not really shooting yourself in the foot. I just wanted to see you pick Poppy. But alas. And I know you wanted me to pick. Oh, Murphy can't take the guy I wanted to take instead of Lynch because he took Spawn. But it's okay. What did you want? Uh, did you want Wollers? No, I, I want 2012 Craig Kimbrell. Oh, Craig Kimbrell. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just didn't even think about him, which is why I didn't take him. But but 2012 Craig Kimbrell struck out damn near 17 per nine. You have a combo. You've got Banks. I mean, you have a Red, or you've got Murray. You're the Yankees, so you can't take any of all this. But yeah. I have finished my bullpen. Yeah. 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 No. 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 I, mean, I, I, I. If I. If, if free agency is an option, I kind of would like to drop Lidge for 2012 Kimbrel. Yeah. Well. All right. So, I'm going to make another pick that I'm sure Jacob is going to love, and by love I mean not love at all, but. Where is he? Here he is. I'm going to take a guy that isn't really a dominant reliever, but had one very dominant season. I'm going to take 1967 Ted Abernathy, who had an insane 1967, I would argue. I can't wait for your pitching to get lit up. Look, in 1967... He had a 1.27 ERA, which I understand isn't impressive because it's 1967, but still, like, it's still a nuts ERA. He somehow led the league with only 28 saves. He pitched over 100 innings. He struck out almost, like, 9 per 9, which, oh, no, he struck out, like, 7.5. But in that era, that was actually pretty good. Um, His FIP was 2.3, so above his 1.27 ERA. It's still a very good season overall. Like, he had a very good 1967, and yeah, he really didn't have many other good seasons. I guess you could argue that his 1965 was pretty good, but he just went off in 1967. We're doing a season draft. I'm taking him in that season. I mean, you're... No, you understand. I'm going to have to, like, put graphics together to, like, market this podcast, and I'm going to be showing people, and they're going to be like, who's Hinky? Who's Abernathy? Who's, like... And you're and in doing this, you're passing on Dan Quisenberry in like '83. You don't have a royal right. Basically, the greatest relief season ever by Dan Quisenberry. I would have taken him if I didn't have George Brett. I really wanted to take him as well, but I had to take Rommel. Right? You're passing on. So you have a Tiger, so no Willie Hernandez. I mean, you're passing on. You have a Brave, so not Kimberly. Do you have a Red? He's my Red. Oh, he's your red. Okay. So you're you're passing on Rob Dibble. You're passing on a Roldis Chapman. Roldis Chapman. Yes. I am. For Ted Abernathy. Who yeah. had a 6.2 war that season and an ERA. I don't point. care what his war is. He pitched a thousand innings. Give give <laughs> that many innings. It, do you really think your rotation you, you have got a rotation full of innings eaters? Do you think you're gonna need a fireman who goes 150 innings? No. You're going to need the guy to come in and get one inning, one out, something like that. In an era. Sure, we're probably all going to throw complete games anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, 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 like, why are you still getting innings eaters in your bullpen? It's ridiculous. In an era plus of 300, relax. 
Is I'm not relaxed. It's a terrible pick. <laughs> your whole pitching staff is bad. The only guy on your pitching, the only two guys on your pitching staff I want are Carlton and Wagner. I think all of our listeners need some context when it comes to Alex Murphy in a restaurant. <laughs> it's a common everyday form of selection where you've got listed in front of you a lot of classic picks and then a lot of stuff that is just there so they can fill up the entire page. Jacob, you know more about Murphy's menu selections than I do. Do you want to go over some of the greatest hits? I mean, I can't necessarily give a greatest hits, but it is one of my favorite games to play is the Murphy menu game. Because you look at a menu and you know what Murphy is picking before you even read it because it's the most ridiculous thing on the menu. Why would somebody order this item? And Ted Abernathy is the why would somebody order this item of relief pitcher seasons. He still didn't take Goose Gossage. You could have taken Goose Gossage again. I should have taken Goose Gossage. I kind of fucked up with my Lidge pick, but at least I feel like it's a homer pick. He was still, like, really awesome. Well, Murphy, who is your second pick of the swing? Well, the only two positions I need left are catcher and DH, of which you two have both picked your boys. I'm going to save my DH pick for last because I think that's going to be the fun one. And I'm going to go with 2009 Joe Maurer as my catcher pick. Great pick. I, I said that I kind of saw 2009 Joe Maurer as being the third best catcher. Yeah. So I just want to wait. I, I was thinking about taking um, – was I thinking about – it wasn't who you guys thought I was going to take. But I already forgot. Uh, who I thought you might take Pudge or Piazza. Yeah, it wasn't Piazza, actually. I was tinkering with the idea a little bit, but none of his Mets seasons were really that good. I was thinking about taking Pudge. Yeah, I mean, taking Jackie was the weirder decision. I needed some. Also, I feel like Jackie plus Maurer is probably just as good as Piazza plus whoever you would have put on your bench instead. Yeah. So Maurer had his MVP season in 2009, hit 365, OPS 1031, hit almost 30 home runs. Walked more than he struck out. Very good season for him. Not to mention the fact that he was a gold glover. So great good. season for Joe Maurer. MVP season. That's a good pick. You've redeemed yourself a little bit from Ted Abernathy, but not. I can't wait till you go over the simulation and Ted Abernathy somehow. It's gonna be terrible. Well, the floor is mine, and I'm choosing an Albert Pujols season. Um, Obviously, I'm choosing one of his Cardinals seasons. I, I, I mean, I could really go with any of, of Albert's seasons here and be 100% justified, I think, because, again, this is the kind of like machine-like excellence that earns you a nickname, the machine. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and... Just for the hell of it, take 2009 Albert Pujols. I don't think it really matters between 2009 and 2008, but I've been waiting on this first baseman pick for like 18 rounds. Um, I am getting what is maybe my best hitter uh, yet. And I, again, don't think it matters at all, 
whether I pick 07, 08, 09, 03. So just for the fuck of it, I'll take 09. I think 09 is, is, is my prime approval season as well. Um, although, again, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, so that's my second to last pick. Jacob, you've got your last two picks. You need to round out your rotation and take your last bench piece. As a result of that, I will first grab my last bench player. Um, then I will grab my manager. And then I will wait on my starting pitcher. Dick hates me. <laughs> um, I, the last thing I want is I want a guy on my bench who can come in and hit a dinger. Like, I just want a guy who can hit a home run if I'm in a situation where I need a home run. I need a run at the end of a game. Uh, I already have my guy for if I need a hit, that's Shoeless Joe Jackson. Now I need a guy for if I need a dinger. And so I basically just looked at isolated power. I tried to find the best power hitting seasons. Um, and one of the better power hitting seasons that we have not yet drafted is a season that probably deserves a little bit more respect. It will add to the versatility of my team. Um, and I think it's really solid all around. Um, I will be taking 1996 Gary Sheffield to be my, I need a dinger guy off the bench. Um, he can play all over the field. Uh, he had 42 home runs that year, 314 batting average, 1090 OPS, 189 OPS plus to lead the league. Crazy season for him. Uh, I'm not really so worried about war with this pick. Um, although it was a 5.9 more season. Again, this is just a purely offensive pick. He was worth negative 2.3 D war. Um, this is my, you know, top pinch hitting bat. This is the guy when I need like a clutch extra base hit, this is the guy I'm going to. Uh, it's a Florida Marlin, which I don't have. Um, and then I always take my manager. Yeah. Oh, wait, before you do that, we're talking power hitting. And I sort of suspected you were going to go with the franchise that you went with. No Giancarlo? I was thinking about going with MVP Giancarlo. The, a couple of things. Uh, I like that Sheffield can play third base because of a potential injury to, to George Brett. Um, I, like, I, I like that he hits for a little bit of a higher average. Um, I feel like Giancarlo's 60 home run or near 60 homer season, MVP year, obviously. And I was really good. I was really thinking about going with that until I switched to Sheffield, I, just because I think I like the versatility of Sheffield a little bit more than Stanton, and I like the um, I like the complete package a little bit more on Sheffield. I think that Stanton is kind of more of a one-trick pony, and I, again, I'm looking for kind of a one-trick pony, but I, like I just I I think that Sheffield gives me a little bit more of a complete package, and he also gives me a few more like wins and you know those Marlins teams were better than the you know terrible Marlins that Stan won an MVP on and, and I, yeah I mean that's kind of my take on it I do I do I did almost take Stanton and I did want to take Stanton but I decided not to and then I will make my manager pick I will be taking 2008 Joe Madden from the Tampa Bay Rays great managerial job got a pretty bad team to the World Series so keep the clubhouse loose and going I feel like my team's got enough leaders on it that I don't need like an alpha manager like a guy who's gonna whip them into shape I just need guys to be kind of lax and fun and I will take Joe Madden to manage my team Joe Madden the 08 vintage from the 2008 Rays Joe Madden dope 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 well We've got, we've come to my last fielding pick. 
And unlike Jacob, I'm not going to take a manager and delay that any longer. It's, so it's Mickey Mantle is the pick, obviously. I, for me, it's one of his MVP seasons. It's between 56 and 57. I personally think it's 56. I think it, I, I, 56, they, they, get, they get a ring. I think 57, they lose to the Blades. So, I mean, you get, you get a ring with that. But 57, the OVP is, is above 500. But in 56, you're slugging 705. Uh, the OPSs are pretty much, you know, pretty much the same. It's pretty much 117. Um, 7 versus 1170 or 1169. The OPS plus is, you know, there's a difference of 10 with 57. It's, it's error 11. It's 221 in 57 to 210 in 56. Um, but I'm getting more games. I'm getting more hits. I'm getting more, uh, more home runs, fewer walks. So like I said, a worse OBP season. You know what? Uh, I'm going to take some of those counting stats and I'm going to take the rings and I'm going to take the major league triple crown, not just the AL triple crown, but leading majors in all three triple crown categories. And I'm going to plop right into my lineup with my very last player pick, 1956 Mickey Mantle and the fact that I've got Mantle and Mays whom I and and whom I consider you know two of the best three or four players ever in the in MLB that is obviously other people belong up there and you know Bonds and Ruth are sort of split up between you guys which is nice I think Aaron is also definitely top five I've got him with the the outfield of Mantle, Mays, and Henry Aaron is just kind of a baseball fan's wet dream. Yep, I agree. Great outfield. I think Mantle I knew it was coming for a while, but it's a stellar pick. Yeah, and it's it's and it's it's wonderful to get him. It's nice to get some color diversity. I get another fifties guy. Um, thus far, the only one with two fifties guys in the field. Uh, which is just a great era of the game, too. I mean, it's the first full decade of the integration era and just some fantastic baseball. And New York is the center of the world. And Mickey Mantle is the center of New York. And he's the center of my lineup. Beautiful. Murphy's last pick. Well, I don't think my last pick will ever come close to topping Vic's last pick. Uh, We're going to pretend to try our best, even knowing we will fail. Um, we need our DH, and we are going to take 1999 Rafael Palmeiro, who I think is probably the best player I can take. He's a Ranger, don't have one of those yet. Uh, I unfortunately can't take Big Poppy. Can't take another Red Sox. 1999 Rafael Palmeiro? Yeah. Uh, can I riddle you a quick question? Yes. How did 1999 Rafael Palmeiro win a gold glove? I don't know, but he did. Oh, it is weird as all heck. He played a few games at third base. I don't know how he many. Played, he played 
Yeah, he played 28 games at first base and 128 at DH. Did they give him a gold glove because he played DH? Or have we discovered a glitch on baseball reference? And this is bizarre. He, de- he definitely was a primary DH. He was. Yeah. Um, I think the only reason that it's showing up on base, I don't think he actually won the gold glove, but it's showing up on baseball. No, he won a gold glove. Uh, Jeff Sullivan wrote an article about it. Rafael Palmero, who was awarded an American League gold glove in 1999, and probably the worst awards decision in sports history. <laughs> and then he goes on to write an entire article about like, he got a $500,000 bonus for it. Getting a gold glove as a DH? <laughs> How he got a gold glove as a DH? That is beyond. You know, if this guy doesn't complete my team, then I don't know who does. Great pick, Murphy. Great pick. Great pick. He actually had a good season. I mean, he had 47 home runs. OPS over 1,000. His OPS plus was 160, which isn't great. But even considering the era, still very good. Um, finished fifth in MVP voting. Silver Slugger for the DH because, you know, very good season. And he won a gold glove as a DH. You don't see that every day. Nope. And, Murphy, your last, last pick is just uh, your manager. Now, now, Murphy, I think, needs an iron fist on the wheel. If any team has ever needed a guy who's going to whip his team into shape, it's this, it's this team. I'm... Not sure. I'm going to go for success here. I'm going for 2015 Ned Yost. I don't really want a whip guys into shape kind of guy. Because I don't know if Nick and I both have our hands on our heads. That is the wrong manager for this team. Oh, I, I'm fully... Ned Yost is like a bunt and like steel guy. And you don't have anybody who could do that. You have Bonds and Garrick and Hornsby. And, but you also have a bunch of assholes. This, you team, like, this team has a fleet of pit bulls on chain leashes. And he's Yost is being dragged across the yard, back and forth. She's not going to be able to rein him in. Does here's, Murphy have an Oriole? Here's my, th- my, here's my theory. And Yost Murphy, is you have an Oriole? No, you don't have an Oriole. The obvious pick for you, Murphy, was Earl Weaver. Earl Weaver was the perfect manager for your team. But here's my theory, right? That you wanted your team to lose, and so you're going to no, 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 no. <laughs> So many assholes on my team, I don't think any manager in the history of the game could be able to round all of them into shape. So I think the only one that could have a chance is someone that's really low-key and that could just calm everyone down just by being themselves. There's no one that's going to be able to try to get these guys to calm down and succeed. They have to not try in order to get it done. And I think Ned Yost is that type of guy. A brave? You could have done – I guess you do have a brave. I do not. I cannot do brave. No, you do have a brave. No, I mean, I couldn't have done a brave. Yes, Bobby Cox would have also been a good manager for your team. Bobby Cox is the one I was looking at. <laughs> I kind of wanted to do Sparky Anderson, but I needed to pick Ted, Ted Abernathy, so <sighs> – Sparky Anderson and not Ted Abernathy is also a way to go. Well, I wanted to pick Earl Weaver was the way to go, though. I wish I could have had Earl Weaver. I almost thought about taking Earl Weaver where I took Zach Britton because I think he's such a good manager. Vic, Uh, your manager. um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take 1983 Tony La Russa. Great pick. I think I want an all-time great manager. Uh, someone who's who can manage all-time great players. Obviously, this is Olorusa with his with his uh, World Series wins. 
only ahead of him. This is Tony La Russa with the White Sox, um, but he still wins 99 games this year. And I mean, the White Sox were a good team, but like they were nothing like his A's and, and Cardinals teams. Um, he's good at managing personalities and he's good at, I think, letting great players just go out and be great. Um, I think he's good at not getting in, in the way of them. I think he knows, but I also think he knows, you know, when to step in and be the manager. You know, he's an old school kind of guy. He's the kind of guy that can, that can handle a lot of these, you know, big personalities. And I think, I think he just brings a lot of, I think he just adds a lot of stability to a locker room that's already full of people that just want to go out there and do their job really. Um, and you've got a couple cases otherwise, like Gooden and Mantle, but you know, I don't even think there's much explanation that had to go into a Tony Larusa pick for an all-time manager. But uh, so 83 White Sox, Tony Larusa, one manager of the year, and he's going to be the manager of my all-time. I agree, great pick. I will now cap off my draft. I wanted to end it on a player, not on the manager which is why I took Joe Madden when I did. I also didn't want anyone else taking Joe Madden because I thought he was the right manager for my team. Um, I will be capping this off with Sandy Koufax. I wanted to get a, a Jewish player. It's hard to go wrong with, with you know, the best Jewish player ever. Uh, a lot of debate for me. I've gone back and forth on who I want to take. Um, obviously, I think the pick has to be 63 because that's when he won his MVP. Um, and struck out 306, won the pitching triple crown, although he won the pitching triple crown twice. Uh, the other year I considered was 65, just because he struck out 382 batters, which is ridiculous. Um, but I think I'm going to go 63. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go 65. Because I want the playoffs. I want Game Seven of the of the '65 World Series. I want that start. Uh, I know I'm getting you know a little bit of a lower WAR. I know I'm getting you know that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I'm getting a, a slightly worse season out of out of uh, Koufax, but I'm also getting 382 strikeouts in a single season. I'm getting a pitching triple crown, um, and I'm getting uh, one of the all-time great clutch World Series performances. And those are the reasons that I took that version of Sandy Koufax. Uh, other pitch, there are so many pitchers I left on the board. Probably Greg Maddox would have been the next pick, 95 Maddox. Um, I thought about taking him many times in this draft. Um, Kevin Brown in 97 is an interesting one for the Marlins. I always took a Marlin already. Um, we also talked about a bunch of names already. You took Ron Cole. Uh, were other options for me. That you think I Felix, but you took Griffey. Um, yeah, I think, I think Koufax is the pick. Now, I'm not going to do – I mean, whatever. I screwed up. I screwed up with the Sheffield pick. I, I, I should have – the person I should have taken was 99 uh, – not 99, 2001 Luis Gonzalez. 57. That's the right guy for the mix of, like, contact home runs, clutch hitting, franchise I didn't have already. I like that he's a lefty. I think that helps a little bit. I know – and he's also a terrible defender, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, that's the pick it should have been instead of Sheffield. All right, so – uh, that concludes the draft. It's been a rip-roaring few hours. Oh, my God. So much time has passed. Uh, if we want to go one last real quick overview 
A quick recap of all the teams. So Murphy, his pitching staff in no particular order, is 72 Steve Carlton, 1931 Lefty Grove, 1908 Ed Walsh, 1972 Gary Perry, 47 Warren Spawn. Whereas his bullpen is 99 Billy Wagner, 87 Tom Hankey, and 67 Ted Abernathy. I'll give you a second to pull up Wikipedia. And next up, uh, his fielders. So in position, so in order of positions, catching, 09 Joe Maurer at first base, 34 Lou Gehrig at second base, 1924 Rogers Hornsby, number one overall pick. At third base, 2010 Evan Longoria at shortstop, 1996 Alex Rodriguez, baby A Rod. In left, 67 Yaz in center. 2011 Pi Com, or 1911 Pi Com, I'm an idiot. Right field, 2001 Barry Bonds. And de-aging, 1999 Rafael Palmero. Gold Glover. Gold Glover, Rafael Palmero. Uh, I'm sure while he's in the on-deck circle, he snagged a ton of balls. Uh, <laughs> in his utility slots, it's 1951 Jackie Robinson, 2015 Bryce Harper. 1997, Larry Walker. As always, a memeable set of selections at some points with Alex Murphy. I think that at some points you kind of yosted yourself, so it's almost too fitting that you picked the only World Series winning manager of the bunch in 2015, Ned Yost. Murphy, give me two sentences on your team. Hitting good. Pitching Mediocre. Starting Longoria, hitting not good. So my pitching staff, it was picked in an order of 1913, Big Train, Walter Johnson, 1946, here from Van Meter, Bob Feller, 2001, Big Unit, Randy Johnson, 1985, Doc Gooden, and 2014, Clayton Kershaw, pulled out of the bullpen, 1998, Trevor Hoffman, 93, John Wetland with the Expos, 1920, Eddie Rommel from the Athletics, playing in Philly, got me my 20s guy, catching 72 bench, MVP, first base, 09 Pujols, MVP, second base, 84 Sandberg, MVP, third base, 80 Schmidt, MVP. Shortstop, 91 Ripken, MVP. Left field, 56 Mantle, MVP. Right field, 65 Willie Mays. MVP question? Not MVP. That was Kofax's year, right? Ah, yes. Nope, sorry. No, not Kofax's year. Kofax finished two that year. Yeah. Yeah, center field, 1965 Willie Mays, MVP. Right field, 1959 Henry Aaron. I don't think so. He's definitely not an MVP. You talked about how he wasn't an MVP. Oh, yeah. Not MVP. Neither was 1995 Edgar Martinez. So, of my, of my nine starting batters, seven MVP awards. Good luck. You could have gone 57, uh, you could have gone 57 Aaron, to get, that, to get that MVP. Could have. Definitely could have. An imposing lineup. Definitely one I'm happy with it on the 
bench, 35, Arky Vaughn, 9.7 war, sneaks up on you. 1907, Wahoo Sam Crawford. Yeah, the weak link, but got me my aughts guy, and he's going to have a big effect on the outcome. And then ties it all together with 2018, Mookie Betts, MVP. And managing the lot, 1983, Tony Lewis, a young Tony, his first manager of the year award won 99 games with the white Sox. finished first in the division my team i i was absolutely blessed to be able to wait on the guys that i was able to wait on like albert and mantle and getting those like shoring those guys up in the lineup and allowing me to go get a pitching staff that i'm in love with um puts me with a team that I am extremely happy with. Maybe kind of weak in the pen, maybe kind of weak on the bench, but even then, I don't even think so that much. Um, and I've got Larusa managing it, so I'm good to go. All right, so, so my squad, I've got 2,000 Pedro as my frontline starter, 97 Blue Jays Clemens, not maybe the Clemens you'd think, but still a great Clemens nonetheless. Uh, I've got 68 Gibson. I've got 45 Hal Neuhauser and 65 Koufax. I think all five of my starters are in Cy Young seasons, although I don't think that's uncommon across all of these. Um, well, not Neuhauser because the Cy Young didn't exist, but he won an MVP, so I would presume it's more than Cy Young. Um, I've got Raleigh Fingers, 81 Raleigh Fingers, the Brewers version uh, as kind of my fireman reliever. My lefty uh, out of the pen is 2016 Zach Britton, and my homer pick of the draft was 2008 Brad Lidge. Uh, if I wasn't a homer, it would probably be 2012 Craig Kimball, but I'm happy that it's Brad Lidge, the perfect season, lights out Lidge. I love that pick. Uh, my catcher is 82 Gary Carter. My first baseman is 32 Jimmy Fox, another guy from Philly. I've got 76 Joe Morgan, second of back-to-back MVPs for Joe Morgan playing second base. I've got 1980 George Brett, damn near 400 season playing third base. At shortstop, I've got 1908 Honus Wagner, uh, great talent. Uh, left field, I think, is going to be 97 Ken Griffey Jr., although we're going to see how it shakes out. Center field, I have 2012 Mike Trout. And right field, I've got 1921 Babe Ruth, greatest offensive season ever. I'm hoping that the Griffey-Trout combination can help Ruth out on defense. Uh, we can just do some pretty aggressive outfield shifting so Ruth doesn't have to cover that much ground. Uh, DH, I've got the big hurt Frank Thomas in his first breakout season, 1991, on the bench. I love the Ernie Banks pick, great utility guy. He's going to be a great clubhouse guy. I like that I've got Shoeless Joe Jackson as my 1911s guy. I probably wouldn't have done that uh, if I didn't have to, but it's a great pick nonetheless. Love Shoeless Joe Jackson, the pick that I wish I could have back, 96 Gary Sheffield. Mm, can't complain about it, but... Um, but 2001 Luis Gonzalez is the pick there, and that should have been the pick just based on what I needed to build my team and the teams I have available. I kind of forgot I had the Diamondbacks as an option, which is why I didn't think of Luis Gonzalez. I got such an on Marlins track. It was either Stanton or Sheffield, and I went Sheffield, but it should have been Luis Gonzalez. It's fine. Managing the squad, the 2008 Joe Madden. I kind of like the analytical twist to my team. I think that it's a, it's a loose clubhouse. I don't have a lot of character issues in the clubhouse. Maybe Shoeless Joe Jackson, but I think largely he's considered to be a good guy. Um, I think that I, I, you know, the, the, the team leadership is strong, so I just kind of need a manager who encourages the players to be themselves and to play loose and, and you know, a little analytically focused 08 Joe Madden. 
seems like the right manager for my team. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I think, you know, I, they, other guys really focused on positional scarcity. I kind of just took best player available in most instances until we kind of got to the end of the draft. And I think that worked out pretty well for me. I think if everyone was drafting best player available, that wouldn't have been my strategy. But the fact that I wind up with Ruth, the fact that I, you know, kind of, you know, whatever. And even though I kind of waited, I, and I still wound up with George Brown. I still wound up with Joe Morgan. And those are kind of some great seasons. Um, and I'm really happy about my team. Uh, I wish I had Luis Gonzalez, but I mean, who really cares about the last pick in the draft ostensibly because I knew I was going to take Sandy Koufax for a while. So, yeah, uh, I think we all have picks we want to take back. Personally, I wish I budgeted my errors better. I really made a point of that in the beginning, but we all kind of did that. And I discounted that a little bit. And so I had to so it was sort of hamstrung to the aughts and the 1920s. And, uh, I got serviceable guys, but certainly guys that are probably the weakest of, of the whole bunch. Um, hopefully they won't affect my game too much, but I don't need to go on any longer because we've already gone on so long. Alex Murphy, our guest, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thankful to both you guys out there listening. You guys mean a lot. That's Jacob Wessels. That's Alex Murphy. I'm Vic Robert Poppy saying – so long and may the best team win.